Cardiac section 316 of 23, cardiopulmonary bypass key facts. While we can't possibly de- detail everything you need to ex- execute a cardiac anesthetic here, we're going to hit the highlights of what we feel is most important for testing situations. As an aside, our favorite book on this subject is A Practical Approach to Cardiac Anesthesia by Hensley and Martin. Pre-bypass. Awareness is most common during sternotomy due to the intense surgical stimulation. The next most common time for awareness is probably during rewarming. Heparinization. The patient must be adequately heparinized before transitioning to cardiopulmonary bypass. This is defined as an activated clotting time, ACT, greater than 400 seconds. Heparinology or a history of heparin-induced thrombocytopenia requires an alternative such as bivalirudine, hirudine, or another factor 10 inhibitor. Aortic cannulation. Before cardiopulmonary bypass, the aorta must be cannulated. Hypertension during cannulation can lead to aortic dissection, so it is imperative that the systolic blood pressure be less than 100 during this time. Ideal range should be SPP 90 to 100 mmHg or MAP of less than 70 mmHg. Blood conservation. Blood transfusion is not without risk, so we must employ methods to reduce these risks. Antifibrinolytics such as aminocaproic acid and TXA reduce bleeding and the need for transfusion. Cell saver is also used to reduce the need for transfusion. On bypass, cardioplegia. The goal of myocardial preservation is to reduce myocardial damage that occurs during cardiopulmonary bypass. Antigrade cardioplegia is introduced into the aortic root where the solution then enters the coronary arteries. For this to occur, the aortic valve must be competent, no aortic insufficiency, and the aorta clamped. Alternatively, retrograde cardioplegia may be administered through a cannula placed in the coronary sinus. Potassium in the cardioplegia solution arrests the heart in diastole. Recall that potassium increases resting membrane potential. This initially activates the voltage-gated sodium channel, but then it maintains the sodium channels in an inactive state. Said another way, the voltage-gated sodium channels are unable to depolarize again until the resting membrane potential returns to normal. When the surgical procedure is complete, the heart is restarted by infusing the coronary circulation with warm, normokalemic blood. Blood gas management. Because the solubility of a gas is a function of temperature, it should make sense that hypothermia complicates our interpretation of blood gas results during cardiopulmonary bypass. As temperature decreases, more CO2 is able to dissolve in the blood by extension. This affects the pH. Knowing this possess an interesting question about how to best manage blood pH during cardiopulmonary bypass with hypothermia. Should the temperature of the sample be corrected or not? Alpha stat does not correct for the patient's temperature. This technique aims to keep intracellular charge neutrality across all temperatures. It is associated with better outcome in adults. pH stat corrects for the patient's temperature. This technique aims to keep a constant pH across all temperatures. It is associated with better outcomes in peds. Key points. Blood flow is not pulsatile, so we rely on MAP. 
Full bypass is when all of the venous return is drained in the venous reservoir, while partial bypass describes a situation where the heart receives and pumps a fraction of the venous return. A left ventricular vent removes, from the, removes blood from the left ventricle. This blood usually comes from the Tibetan veins and bronchial circulation. The anatomic shunt. Cardiopulmonary bypass produces systemic inflammation that can result in critical organ injury or failure. After bypass, protamine. Protamine is used to reverse heparin at the conclusion of cardiopulmonary bypass. It does this via neutralization reaction. It forms an acid or base complex with heparin. As a general rule, 1 mg of protamine will reverse every 100 units of heparin that was given. If 30,000 units of heparin remain in the patient's circulation, then the calculated dose of protamine is 300 mg. So just know 1 mg of protamine is going to reverse 1 mg of heparin. But 1 mg of heparin is 100 units of heparin. 1 ml of heparin is 1,000 units of heparin, so I just have to calculate. There are two ways to calculate the protamine dose. It is calculated from the initial heparin dose or it is calculated from the amount of heparin that is predicted to remain in the patient's circulation at the conclusion of cardiopulmonary bypass. Because protamine has anticoagulant properties, basing the protamine dose from the initial heparin dose, not what remains after cardiopulmonary bypass, may contribute to protamine overdose or prolonged ACT. Administering protamine over 10 to 15 minutes reduces the likelihood of systemic vasodilation as well as pulmonary vasoconstriction, both side effects of protamine. The rate of administration does not impact the probability of anaphylaxis. Key points. Radial artery because may radial artery pressure may be artificially low just after cardiopulmonary bypass. Heart blocked after the heart is restarted is a side effect of cardioplegia solution. For this reason, the heart is often paced in the post-bypass period.